Surging down the ice. He's got a step. He's in. Backhand. Score. A beauty. One year, one and a half year here, uh, get me more confidence. For sure, I'm stronger and faster, and I feel like I'm growing up for person and player a lot. Feels like I'm like ready to get the new step for the NHL. Now McDavid across the drive, scores 100 points for Leon. Uh, we can learn from what we went through, and everyone's pissed off about it. I think that's the best way to, to describe it. But there's a taste in everyone's mouth that's very, um, you know, that no one likes. We need to find a way to, to not have that taste. And, and we've had it four out of five years here. So, you know, we need to be better. Hello. Welcome to the Lockdown Oilers podcast. For this Wednesday, May Fifth, I'm your host, Hernan Salas from TSN 1216, the two guys in a goalie podcast. Connect with me on Twitter at HernanTheMan and at LockedOnOilers. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. Coming up today on the pod, we'll be joined by Josh Wagman from The Squirrel. We'll go around the NHL, talk a lot about the North Division and the Oilers. You can connect with him on Twitter at JoshWagman underscore. We'll also get to who sizzling who's fizzling game cliches in the third segment but let's get right to it the Edmonton Oilers win again and didn't I call 4-1 yesterday uh-huh. yeah I'm gonna give myself a nice little pat on the back right now 4-1 win by the Edmonton Oilers it's their third straight win one more win and the Oilers will clinch second place in the North Division they are at 66 points 32-17-2 and two. the Canucks remain in 7th at 19-25 and 3-41 and 41 points wasn't the best start the Oilers got scored on uh, 34 34- seconds into the game on the first shot kind of double bounce off Brock Besser there and you thought "Uh oh are we going to get one of these games where it's uh, kind of a letdown game by the Edmonton Oilers after clinching but no the Oilers got stronger as the game wore on and uh, they were able to find three goals in the second period two on the power play and added one more in the third and and like I said the Oilers got better as the game went on and were able to once again pick up another win McDavid now at 93 points with five games to go He's uh, had two assists, sorry, in last night's game. He's going to do it, man. Seven points in five games. Yeah, I take that bet 100%. Dreisaitl scored two. He's now at 75 points, second in the... uh, in the NHL in terms of points and he scored his 25th and 26th goals of the season and uh, Mike Smith once again uh, good he now moves to 19-6-2 goals against 9.25 save percentage this guy's just been the story the story of the season 100% man what a performance uh, this season by the uh, the old guy Mike Smith uh, Kyler Yamamoto snake bit right now man he had about two excellent looks two or three and on some he couldn't even get the shot off on an empty on an open net not an empty net but it's gonna come and he's playing well at least he's there he's in the right spots he's creating and uh, he'll find uh, the back of the net uh, sooner rather than later he's just got to keep going uh that nuge line i said it on uh, monday i was like that was the best game i've seen that second line play without dry sidle yesterday they were even better nuge was all over the place i thought he was fantastic once again uh Cahoon was good and uh yeah it was probably their best game evan bouchard man oh man can this guy pass the 
the damn puck. I'm telling you this. Darnell Nurse, Elite, Tyson Berry, their best offensive defenseman, but no one passes the puck like Evan Bouchard. No one. Can't tell me that. And he scored a goal, played over 20 minutes. He saw time on the power play and the penalty kill. So good for Evan Bouchard, who hadn't played since March 1st. That's crazy, eh? Like in normal times, yeah, he would have been in Baco, but in, in these COVID times, they want him to keep around with the team. And he wasn't the emergency call-up, so keep that in mind. So he is going to stay on the roster. Kyle Turris was the emergency call-up, but Evan Bouchard, uh, I can I can watch this guy pass the puck all day long. Like he is uh, extraordinary at it. Next two games for your Edmonton Oilers tomorrow at six and Saturday at eight. Once again, the same old Vancouver Canucks. Oh, and I want to throw this one in there as well. Special teams, excellent. The Oilers went two for three on the power play, four for four on the PK, and I and every forward was over double digits in ice time. I thought Turris was decent. I mean, for a guy who hasn't played a lot either, uh, I thought he was pretty good on the back end. You saw Bouchard and Lagesson come in. Uh, Lagesson only played 13-37, but I thought they held their own as well. And uh, yeah, no complaints from last night's game. I mean, not the start they wanted. You knew Vancouver would be a little bit better, but that team is really, it almost feels like they just want to get out of there and let's stop. Uh, <laughs> let's stop. Um, let, let's stop this season and just go on with their summer and get ready for next season when hopefully everything's uh, more normal. <laughs> so uh, yeah, two more games uh, this week against the uh, the good old Knuckleheads. So we'll see if Conor McDavid can get closer and closer to that 100 point mark get to the question of the day it's it's a simple one t- today guys uh, do you want the canadians or the jets and listen i know the orders are 72 against the jets jets are on a seven game losing streak they're in calgary today to take on the flames canadians have kind of ran edmonton show this season they've done a really good job on Connor mcdavid and leon dryson we'll ask josh wagman about that as well um but i i, I know me and gazola have been talking about this and i know we've talked about it on the two guys like does regular season records matter when you go into the playoffs i mean you're getting hellebuck or price pick your poison i guess <laughs> uh the top six in winnipeg is really really good uh the habs don't score a lot unless it's still foley or josh anderson but they're physical and they seem to figure it out the Oilers. so it's it's they got a really good decor where the jets decor is a little weak uh at least in my opinion so who do you want the Oilers to play in the first round of the playoffs canadians or jets and if you're going off the regular season let me know that's fine i a lot of people are probably going off that and the way the jets are playing they're probably i mean can they turn it around in in, in the next 10 days we'll wait and see but yeah, right now I'd probably, I'm leaning towards the Jets. I mean, their top six scares me and Hellebuck uh, stealing a series also scares me, but I don't think their defense can roll with the Oilers uh, high-powered uh, guys. So that's, the, and, and I think that's the reason why, just because they're reeling right now and I, teams don't just flip a switch and all of a sudden turn it around in playoffs, right? But on, but I'm confident in the Oilers. I think the Oilers can can take both series, whether it's the Canadians or Jets. So let me know on Twitter, at Man and at Locked on Oilers. Who do you want the Oilers to face in the first round? The Canadians or Jets. Coming up next, we will get to Josh Wagman from the scorers. We'll talk North Division, Edmonton Oilers, Tom Wilson, and uh, the biggest disappointments this season in the NHL. You're listening to the Locked On Oilers podcast with Hernan Salas. Hey, and make sure to check out Locker Room. You want a live audio-only sports talk platform? You want to talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time? Locker Room is a free audio-only social media platform for sports fans. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to all the breaking news. 
Make sure to come with your spiciest takes. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS app store. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. 18 amazing flavors, including six new ones like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and my personal favorite carrot cake. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. As I now welcome into the Locked On Orders podcast, Josh Wegman from The Score. You can connect with him on Twitter at Josh Wagman underscore Josh. How are you doing today? I'm good. How about yourself? Doing great. I'm doing great. We've got a nice day here in Edmonton and the orders are rolling. Let's uh, let's start off there, Josh. I saw your tweet um, earlier this week about, I know I had you on earlier on in the season. We were talking about McDavid hitting 100 and we were both kind of like, oh, I don't think that's doable. <laughs> he tweeted out, he's going to do it. Uh, can you just talk about uh, just the season Connor McDavid's having, I, I guess, from a, a, a view out there in Toronto? I mean, it's a... Uh... It's legitimately a historically great season, and it's it's almost such a shame that it's just a shortened 56-game season where we won't get to see what kind of point totals he actually would have put up because it could have been in that 130, 140, maybe even higher range. Uh, so the fact that he's – I think it's he needs seven points in the last five games to get 100 in a 56-game season, that is just utterly ridiculous when you think about it. Um, like, yeah, like you said, when I was uh, on your podcast earlier in the season, uh, I think I said like 85 to 90 point range is doable. And that would be like an, a great season, probably good enough to win the heart and the art Ross. And, but I didn't really think a hundred was possible and you can just never count Connor McDavid out. He's just that special of a player. Um, I think the thing that just separates him from basically any other player I've watched in my lifetime is that he can just make something out of nothing and he can do everything on his own if he needs to. Like he can just take the puck, go end to end, go through three defenders. I mean, like the goal against Calgary the other night uh, or a few nights ago where on the power play, he just took a pass in the neutral zone, full head of steam, basically just sliced through three defenders, then gets like a ridiculous shot off. Uh, well, he's kind of off balance and that's going against like a really good and underrated defenseman in Chris Tanev. And he just kind of like embarrassed. I just don't know what you're, how do you defend that as a defenseman? So uh, it's been really fun to watch. Um, and I, I hate the naysayers out there who want to take something away from his historically great season because of the North division and the perception out there that it's weaker. I think that's ridiculous. I mean, the guy's going to put up a hundred points in a 56 game season. I think we can all just appreciate the greatness and kind of sit back and enjoy it. Cause it's really fun to watch. And that's the thing, right? You see a lot, we get a lot, a lot of that too, but if it was, if the North division was so weak, then everyone would be doing it. Right, Josh. So exactly. Um, Connor McDavid sits at 93 points, five games to go. So we'll see if he can hit that uh, 100 point mark. Uh, sticking with the Oilers, you know, it's interesting. Two guys that signed on the same day in the off season, uh, Tyson Berry, uh, when that was announced here in Edmonton, it was pure, uh, pure joy and excitement. And I think within the hour, they announced Mike Smith and it, it, it flipped the other way. I remember, that day and um, uh, the Oiler fans were not happy that Ken Holland was bringing back Mike Smith to play alongside Nico Koskinen but both guys have been outstanding I mean if you look at Tyson Berry 44 points in 51 games he bet on himself Josh and he's definitely won that bet and then Mike Smith who's just having an unreal season and we talked about it yesterday on the post game show where would the Oilers be without Mike Smith yeah absolutely well starting with 
Tyson Berry, um, it's kind of interesting how some guys just fit with certain teams better than they do with others. Like Barry in Toronto seemed like a great fit at the time last year uh, when he was traded along with Alex Kerfoot for Nazem Kadri. I mean, because all the offensive firepower they had up front, it seemed like it'd be kind of a seamless transition to what he was doing in Colorado. But he got off to a really bad start with Babcock. And then when Sheldon Keefe took over for the Leafs, he started playing better, but he still kind of, you still knew there was more there. So now him going to Edmonton, it's just the absolute perfect fit. Uh, he's so good in transition. He's really good on the power play. He's definitely their best power play option uh, as, as a defenseman anyway. He's really complimented. McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, all those guys very nicely. Uh, so that's been an excellent signing. I would I would assume they're going to do whatever they can to re-sign him. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what that number would look like and maybe how many years he could get because this is still a guy. He's having a great season, putting up tons of points, but he does kind of have his uh, defensive flaws. So uh, I think that number will be really interesting because the Oilers, I mean, seems like everyone in the NHL, they're kind of tight against the cap, so. Uh, but again, a one year low risk signing, that was an excellent move by Ken Holland. And then to Mike Smith, I mean, I was among those, I think, uh, I talked about it on your podcast, maybe early in the season, like they couldn't really, they couldn't find anyone better to kind of pair with Miko Koskinen than just going back to 38 <laughs> year old Mike Smith. But man, like what a season he's having like 925 save percentage, 225 goals against average, uh, He's 19, six and two, and he's 38 years old. Like, and this is a guy too, who's, it seems like every year he has like a groin or some kind of lower body injury. So he's been pretty durable for them too, which is, I know he was hurt kind of to start the year and cost him had to play a bunch of games, but since then he's been pretty healthy and I think that's huge for him, but um, he might be, might be one of those guys uh, maybe for the Oilers candidate anyway, who could be like a Masterton nominee, just, given like his age and what kind of season he's having. And yeah. he seems like a really likable guy. And uh, I could see, I could see that being a case. I don't know what else is out there for that award necessarily, but yeah, he's just been outstanding. And if, I mean, if I had told you that Mike Smith was going to be like the runaway number one starter, I don't know if you would have believed me, would you? No, I mean, no one here in Edmonton either. I mean, uh, <clears throat> he's the number one here in Edmonton right now. I mean, Mikko Koskinen is the backup. So it's been uh, it's been outstanding here. I, I think outside of McDavid and what Drysdale are doing, I, Mike Smith's the biggest story for sure. Uh, Josh, you know, it, it's interesting. The, the Winnipeg Jets and the Montreal Canadiens are tied in points, tied in games. The Oilers went 7-2 and two against the Winnipeg Jets in the in the season series. Montreal has Edmonton's number. They've really done a great job shutting down the, the dynamic duel of the Edmonton Oilers. And here the big topic is don't they don't want to face Montreal because of the season series. You want Winnipeg. How much stock do you put into regular season series? I think there I think it has an impact to a certain point. Like it's definitely, I think, in the players' minds, like Montreal's really played us tough. Like this is not going to be an easy series, but at the same time, like you said, playoffs, completely different animal. And whenever this comes up, I always think back to the Leafs and Senators back in like the early 2000s when they played each other a bunch in the playoffs in the Battle of Ontario. And I think there was one year uh, Ottawa beat Toronto in every single regular season game they played. And then the Leafs, I think, swept them <laughs> in the playoffs when they were like a big underdog. So I, I don't really know how much it means, but I think there's definitely uh, – a confidence probably among the players if they're playing Winnipeg rather than playing Montreal. And 
maybe there's something to be said about how they match up better against a certain team. Um, so I think there's something to it, but it's definitely not everything. That's what I would think about that. What team do you like better for the Oilers? Better match? I mean, definitely Winnipeg because yeah. Winnipeg's D is pretty bad. I mean, Morrissey <laughs> isn't having a great season. Uh, Pionk, I, I like a lot, but uh, like their D is just not great. And if you look at the underlying numbers, like they're they have the fourth worst expected goals against per 60 minutes in the NHL. Um, they're one of the worst expected goals for percentage teams in the NHL. So I think this kind of Winnipeg collapse that we're seeing here, like I think they've lost seven in a row or maybe they won the other night, but I know they've had their struggles here of late. I think this is kind of some regression to the mean here because they were probably playing above their heads uh, earlier in the season. I mean, they have, they have elite goaltending and they have some offensive firepower so they can kind of get away some nights with being outplayed in a sense. Um, so I think that is a better matchup stylistically for Edmonton because they don't really have anyone that can contain McDavid. I mean, no one can really contain McDavid. Let's be real here. But I think Montreal definitely has a better game plan when it comes to that. Uh, yeah, I think McDavid and Drysaddle have had their worst numbers against Montreal than any other team in the division this year. So uh, I think if you're an Oilers fan, you definitely want – you want to see Winnipeg in round one because Montreal, you know, they, they have trouble scoring sometimes if it's if Anderson or Toffoli aren't finding the net, they generally have a lot of difficult scoring. So, but they have better game plans. They have better uh, defensemen, I think than Winnipeg. And I think they have a better just overall defensive game plan for containing superstars like McDavid and Dreisaitl. So, so yeah, if I'm, uh, if I'm the Oilers, I definitely want to play the jets in round one. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Josh Wagman from the score. Uh, moving on from the Oilers, Josh, let's get to some NHL news. I mean, the big story the last couple of days has been Tom Wilson's situation uh, with Artemi Paneri and Pavel Buchnevich. And then you saw the Rangers put out a statement and it's one that I mean kind of opened everyone's eyes just kind of kind of calling out George Perils there uh, <laughs> definitely an interesting situation in a game I think a lot of people are going to be tuning into tonight yeah I mean I I liked what the Rangers did with the statement in the sense because I mean there's no way anyone can watch that entire sequence and think that Tom Wilson shouldn't be suspended especially when you factor in his uh his history I know how it goes with the department of player safety. They don't, uh, they don't take into account a person's suspension history on whether he's suspended or not. It's only for the length, but I mean, like, come on, like Buchnevich is literally on the ground there defenseless and Wilson punched him in the back of the head. Like that's yeah. just, that should be like a five game suspension right there. He punched a defenseless player on the ice. Um, 
I don't, I don't have as much of an issue as the Panarin stuff, because if you really watch the video, so Wilson punches Buchnevich in the back of the head, which is completely ridiculous. But then Strom comes in to try and take Wilson off of Buchnevich. And then Strom gets kind of thrown to the ground by another Capitals player. I don't really know who it is. And then so uh, when Wilson is kind of coming out of that pile, Panarin like jumps on his back. So I don't know exactly what people kind of expect Wilson to necessarily do there. I mean, he definitely maybe took it too far. Uh, yeah. But he can't, he's not just going to let a guy just jump on him and kind of get away with it. So, um, but the, the Buchnevich punch is to me what's more concerning because it's just, it's not a hockey play. It's not just in the middle of a scrum, you know, like you're getting tangled with someone. It's, it's a legit sucker punch to a completely defenseless player. So I don't know how the league can look at that and think it's not um, suspension worthy. Um, but I think, like, obviously, George Peros deserves a lot of heat. But I think, like, the bigger issue is kind of rooted above him with the entire NHL and their entire headquarters. And because if, like, if Gary Bettman was 100% serious about kind of getting sucker punches and stuff like that out of the game that lead to direct head injuries, he would do something about it and he would maybe revamp the Department of Player Safety. But, um, and I think like Peros was always such a strange hire for the department of player safety because he's a former enforcer. I know he's like a really smart guy and went to Princeton and everything, but he was still a former enforcer. And I think ideally you'd want someone in there who has been on the other end of that stuff. Um, I don't know who necessarily who that would be to maybe take over that, but one name I always keep thinking of. And like, I feel like he would never want to do it because the last interview he did, uh, I'm thinking Paul Korea would be excellent for that because he's a really smart guy. He's had concussions before. He's been on – he knows how you have to protect superstars in this league. So, But, I mean, the last interview he did, it was with Michael Farber on TSN, I think, a few years ago, and he seemed pretty relaxed just uh, surfing every day in California. So <laughs> maybe he doesn't want to leave that life. But I think there can definitely be someone better out there to run things than Peros. But I think ultimately – uh, changes need to be made maybe like above him and the whole system needs to be revamped. And I mean, the fines are a joke. Like that's something that needs to be renegotiated in the CBA. Like 5,000 is literally nothing. Like I think I saw someone tweet the other day. I know the NFL makes way more money, but like NFL players get fined that much for like wearing their socks too low. <laughs> like it's, True. it's yeah. ridiculous. So, so uh, something definitely needs to change, but yeah, overall, on the entire skirmish itself, uh, the Buchnevich, the punch on Buchnevich bothered me much more than uh, the ragdolling of Panarin. And you make a good point where Panarin kind of knew what he was going to get himself into. He probably knew he was going to eat a couple punches, but, and, and, and I'm, I've always been okay with the rough stuff, but like you also mentioned that I, I think Tom Wilson sometimes takes it a little too far. Like, you know, Panarin doesn't have a helmet on and you're driving him into the ice. Like, and I get yeah, exactly. yourself and all that, but like, look who you're going up against and yeah, feed him a few or, or give him a face wash. But I, I just think he takes it a little too far at times. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what the NHL does with the Rangers. So we'll wait and see. Uh, I got to ask you this. Um, there's some teams that are going to be missing the playoffs here. Uh, I got five teams I'm going to name to you. Calgary, Philadelphia, the Dallas Stars, who are still in it, but uh, doesn't look good for them. Columbus Blue Jackets and the New York Rangers. Which one's the biggest disappointment for you this season? Um, I think it's kind of tough because they're in the toughest division, but I would say yeah. Philly is the biggest disappointment uh, okay. just because that is a team solely to build 
built to win right now. A lot of their guys are older mm-hmm. and they're all signed to long-term deals, but at the same time, they were completely let down by their goaltending. Like Carter Hart was awful this year. Brian Elliott wasn't much better. So I think if they just got like even slightly below league average goaltending, they might be in a playoff spot, but uh, that's a huge disappointment to me because they're, they're way out of the race now. I know that's a super tough division, but um, Calgary is also a massive disappointment in my eyes. Maybe that's because I had them coming second in the North uh, division this season. Okay. I thought, I thought with the addition of Jacob Markstrom shoring up their goaltending, uh, I thought their defense was really good. Like their top four, I still think it is, but Jordano's obviously a little older now, but uh, the problem with them is they just couldn't score and they got off to such a bad start and just uh, Monahan's had a really rough year. So uh, Calgary's disappointing as well. Dallas, I kind of could almost see this coming just mm-hmm. because they're, they've been without Tyler Sagan the entire year. They've been without until, I guess, if, uh, last game. But, I mean, that's how many teams could lose their number one center for the entire year and not have, you know, any struggles after that. Uh, and they've been, been without Ben Bishop the entire year, too. I know they've gotten some good goaltending from uh, rookie Jake Ottinger and the veteran Anton Hudobin. But uh, given that they've had a bit of a Stanley Cup like you could almost see the Stanley cup hangover coming. Like last year was really obviously their chance to win it and they didn't. So you can almost kind of see this coming, I think, but for Dallas, it's also crazy. I think their record beyond regulation is like two and 14. Like they've just been absolutely awful in overtime and shootouts. And I know that's like, like that, that's the way it is, but uh, it's, I think it's a little bit more of a crapshoot once you get to OT and a shootout and whatnot, but but two and 14, like that is awful. Even if they just want a few more of those games, they might, they'd probably be in a playoff spot. So uh, losing those extra points for them has been big, but yeah, I'd say Calgary and Philly are the, the bigger disappointments in my eyes. Yeah. I, I, I had Calgary in the playoffs as well. And, and Philly just, they had such a good uh, run last year, right, Josh? I thought they would uh, yeah. prove on that, but Carter Hart had a an off here, which we, we all hope he can bounce back the local product. Uh, Josh Wagman from the score. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me on this uh, Wednesday and um, hope to have you on during the playoffs and uh, yeah, look forward to it. The North division first two rounds should be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun thanks for having me on big shout out to josh wagman from the score for joining me today as uh, yeah it was a good chat a very good chat as we get ready here for the playoffs he's in toronto i'm in edmonton both teams top in the north division so uh yeah make sure to follow him at josh wagman that's w-e-g-m-a-n underscore and uh he has uh he has some good stuff on the on the good old twitter machine and the score let's get quickly to some news kareel Semyonov has signed a one-year entry-level contract with maple Leafs. i hope i didn't butcher that uh Flyers D-man Shane Goddisbeer will have a hearing with player safety after boarding pens Mark Freeman. He'll probably get 20 games. Yeah, probably. Uh, some games tonight. Let's go with the North Division. Montreal is in Ottawa as they're looking for that third spot. Five o'clock puck drop for that one. At 7.30, Calgary Flames uh, welcome in the struggling, struggling Winnipeg Jets. That should be a fun one. Dallas Stars looking to keep their playoff hopes alive as they take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Nashville also trying to lock down that fourth spot. They're in Columbus to take on the Blue Jets. 
Jackets. And uh, how about those Minnesota Wild, man? They're a fun team to watch. They're like the comeback kids. They score a ton of goals. What a difference. Uh, they're home to the Vegas Golden Knights. That game should be fun. And of course, the game of the of the night that I think everybody's going to keep tabs on is especially the people in the NHL. <laughs> Rangers home to the Washington Capitals. Five o'clock puck drop for that one. Oh, that, well, that one might get ugly. Might not. Who the hell knows? But yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll definitely tune in into that one. Let's get to who's sizzling for last night's game. And I'm going to go... Listen, guys, you know this. Dry side of McDavid, I can pick him every game, so they're they're kind of off the board here. But I'm going to go Evan Bouchard. I thought he was absolutely fantastic last night. He had the one goal. He had two shots on net, two hits, two blocks, one takeaway, 2013 of ice time, 141 of that on the power play, 225 shorthanded. Uh, I thought he was really, really good, especially for a guy who hasn't played since March 1st. So he gets my who's sizzling. How about who's fizzling? Yeah, 4-1 win again. It's another tough one, but I mean, Tom talked about this on the post-game show last night. Dmitry Kulikov, he's been okay. He's had some really good moments, but he's had some uh, some ugh moments as well. And I thought yesterday, again, uh, there's times when he just fumbles the puck or you just don't know what he's doing with it. And uh, and uh, he turns it over. And I thought he had a few of those moments last night. Listen, I like the player. He's going to be a, a good soldier for them in the playoffs. He's going to be paired with Adam Larson. They're going to get some heavy matchups. But yeah, he's got to clean up uh, a little bit bit of that uh, when the puck's on his stick he kind of has a brain fart from time to time so very very light fizzle so don't come at me bro and then uh, our game cliche this one was sent to me uh, here we go we got to continue to try to play our game yeah we got to continue to try to play our game. Yeah, and the Oilers did that. We were, I know I talked about it yesterday, would it be a letdown in the game after they clinched a playoff spot? And there wasn't. They didn't start well, but they were able to bounce back quickly in that one and take over the game. And yeah, they got to continue to play their game here and 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 get it sharp as they head into the playoffs. All right, guys, this is going to wrap up uh, the Wednesday Locked On Oilers podcast. Remember, hit me up on Twitter at HernanTheMan and at Locked On Oilers. Download and subscribe on your favorite app for all the latest episodes. And keep in mind i know uh we tweeted about it last night uh the apple podcast for some reason uh they went through some updates and all that and they're and they're having trouble with with not just locked on podcasts but all podcasts they're not loading up to the apple podcasts or they're taking uh their sweet time so if you don't see them there uh check back later and for now use spotify google play odyssey any of those apps if you want to listen to the podcast but hopefully apple has this figured out they're working hard and so are the people that locked on to uh, get this sorted out for my producer Juanito and the Locked On Oilers podcast. I am Hernan the Man talking Los Petroleros day off today for the Oilers. We're back at it tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day.